and go. What's going on, everybody? This is DJ Shree from Mobile DJ Tips, and you're about to listen to the one and only Jeff Smith on Room Room Veer. Let's do this. That was awesome. Wow. It's like you do this for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Well done, sir. Thank you. All right. I'm stopping. Doink. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Pratima, I'm just going to say Pratima for now. Yeah, that sounds, that, that sounds fine. Pratima, I mean, it's fine. Pratima. Nobody's going to search me by my last name. You know that. Yeah, you're kind of like Oprah, right? <laughs> yeah. Just Pratima. Sure. You only need one name. Pratima, Pratima. I'm going to practice all day. So, hey, welcome to the show and, and welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer. Thanks for being here. How's it going? It's going good, Jeff. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about being here. Yeah, we're hanging out on a Sunday morning. I appreciate that. Uh, we're in the same time zone, so we're both up early. Yeah, yeah. You're up there had... in the Bay Area, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, and I suppose that's where uh, you, you, did you did you move there to work at Apple? Yeah, I moved there in 2012. So yeah, a few years now. Still getting used to the crazy weather, but uh, <laughs> but what is yes. the weather like up there? Is it kind of like hot in the summer and then kind of cold cools off in the winter? Well, again, that's relative, right? So yeah, I grew up is. in India. So what what India does hot, really hot mean to me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So no, yeah. I actually find it a bit chilly up here in Northern California, but okay. it's crazy in sense. It's wonderful sunshine, almost. You know about too much. Yes. Yeah, quite a bit, and yeah. then it, and but then we have rain. It's not really rain. It's like drizzling right now. It's very cloudy right. and it's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, we we got no thunderstorms. We right. kind of miss those I miss thunderstorms. <laughs> Me too. See, I grew up in Michigan, and the 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 weather patterns in Michigan are crazy. Well, first off, you have four seasons, right? Yeah, but then yeah. you've got this. This there's lakes, the more like inland seas, like surrounding us. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then you've got Canada, which is this yeah. gigantic ice cube, <laughs> <laughs> just to the north, you know. So it makes for all kinds of wonderful weather and thunderstorms, very frequent. So yeah. I miss those so much. <laughs> They're Same. so fun to sleep through. Yeah, I know. Not just I mean it's it's just a different weather and it's kinda nice to once in a while know that it's storming out there. I don't know. I, you know, weird. to me California is just dull because it's always just the same. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I think uh, probably the other people in the other parts of the country are like, uh, I hate the snow. California must be I so know. beautiful yeah. and sunny, right? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, but after after a while though, the sameness gets to you. You know, yeah. I just like, like today it's a little bit cloudy. I'm like, oh, that's nice. 
and I, I really hope it rains a lot. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay, yeah. well, let's let's go back in time and talk. Uh, well, first off, you are at craftstreetdesign.com. Did I get that right? Yep, that's correct. And great. you sent me a really awesome little print now that I have to go out and find a, a frame for uh, and put it on my desk. It says, be extraordinary. That's great. <laughs> See, I, I thought that was apt for you because you're already on the path to it. So that's why I sent you that one. <laughs> Thank you. I need that reminder every day, right? Yeah, fantastic. So, um, yeah. So talk a little bit about what you've got going on uh, at Craft Street Design today. What do I have? Today I have a lot of designing to do, but <laughs> in, <laughs> in general, we have a lot of quote friends that are meaningful and, you know, we take a lot of time to design them to have the words with the highest impact impact in a print form. So that way right. you can put it on your desk or wall or, you know, use them as reminders, however it works for you, whatever mm-hmm. you're looking for. Right, right. Yeah, I just love the idea. So are they mostly quotes that you're that you're putting on your designs or are they how much what's the like the the uh, breakdown? Is it like 80% quotes and then made up made up not quotes? Cuz be extraordinary, that's not necessarily a quote, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess we define quotes here at Crafted Design, you know, in a form of um, a bunch of meaningful words to you put together in a pleasing form. So that's what ah, we're calling okay. a quote. That's what you're calling so, a quote. Okay. Yeah, so not necessarily by, a quote by a person. Right. It, okay. it may not be a person. So we kind of have some by actual dead people. But <laughs> <laughs> well done. Or alive people. Right, our right. live people. Yeah. We have a little bit more hoops around that, but um, but in general, wisdom, right? We put sure. that. We do use those, but there are also words that would we would love to have, like you just said, be extraordinary, or mm. you know, mm-hmm. discipline is what you uh, is basically remembering what you want. I have that one. Mm. Um, so many many of those that help you through your goals and stuff, and they may not necessarily by by someone who said it or I don't have a person a lot of times they might be anonymous they might be just English put together right 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 right. well a lot of times things are misquoted anyway yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely and we try our best to find the origin we go look in you know Bartlett's familiar quotations we try Mm. to find the source of it right and there are a couple of sites to do that as well right but I mean it is a nightmare to really try and find the origin of a certain quote because a lot of times they might so much and then and cited and then whoever whoever cites it the most as the as the originator becomes the originator essentially (laughs) yeah yeah especially you know with the internet right right yes yes yeah Okay, so let's go back in time. And so you grew up in India. So, wow. Um, Let's see here. What were you like as a child in India? What was life like? What was a typical day like? It's completely different than now, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, in even in today's India, it's going to be a little different, right? It's a Quite little a bit, bit different, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's changed now comparatively from when I grew up. Okay. But uh, I grew up as a single child. I did not have any siblings or brothers or anything. So I was right. the only, only child. And 
both my parents, my father was a geologist and my mother was oh, a fine. was a teacher. They're both very highly educated. Mm. So I grew up in northern part of India for probably two years and then moved to southern part of India at two. So I don't really remember anything from the northern part. Right. Okay. I just remember only from this, you know, southern India. And we lived um, near a mine for until I was six. And then we kind of moved to the city. And that's where I had most of my education and, um, you know, everything else. My life was there. So I was there till almost I came to the United States. So. Wow. Yeah. So when, what, uh, what age did you actually move to the U.S.? At 21. Okay. So, <laughs> so before college or after college, did you do college in the States or college in India? So I did college in India. So okay. in India, you could do, um, you know, right after high school. It was a little, so I was a little bit younger for the same age group as high school here. I finished mm. high school by the time I was 16 and a half. Wow, that's pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Is that due to uh, academic excellence or um, just uh, cheating or hacking? <laughs> <laughs> No, I talked to another guest and she was able to what she called, quote unquote, hack high school. And she took extra classes and stuff, which is kind of the same thing as academic excellence, you know, because if you're that into school that you take extra to finish early, that's a little, you know, from my perspective, it's like, what? You did what? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, if you could actually do that, be interested in that age. Right. Yeah, but no, I was no, I <laughs> I wasn't that interested in school, but okay. I was just started school early. So instead oh, of at I three, I started at two and a half. Wow, so my goodness! I just started early, so because of that, I finished early you start as well. Kids at three? Yeah, I mean, uh, like like the way you have preschool, right? At yeah. four, so at three we start a preschool with a lower preschool and then an upper preschool. You have both of those to finish and then you go into the first grade so yes we we kind of have preschool for two years and some people do it a little bit earlier if they're going like the montessori route or something okay wow did you go the montessori route or not no 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 i didn't i went to a regular school but i was actually taught a lot by my mom so i loved my mom much more than my school for the longest time until i was like five or six, I didn't really like school at all. I loved to be taught and I loved staying home and learning. I just didn't want to go to school. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But I went that because it was still fun. In, in rows is no fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sitting still and also, you know, having them teach to all these kids, well, you can finish everything because you already know the stuff. You're too young to understand other things. So right. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah no, I uh, I just did, uh, well, uh, a little while ago, I, I did some IT temp work in uh, a school district. So, and it was K through 12. So I got to see kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade. And uh, it was fascinating because yeah, I don't have kids. So that was the mm-hmm. first time I had been in school since I had been in school. <laughs> and the first time it had, I had seen school at, from an adult perspective. And to see how some kids really take to that 
they really love it, you know, and they're yeah. like all into it. And some kids are just like, <laughs> you yeah. know, they just want to be anywhere else, you know. Yeah, they want to be more hands-on, some kids, as you yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's different. And uh, our school system is still this one-size-fits-all, you know, yeah. do, what you, do what I say and learn the way I say to, you know. So, yeah. And we can make that better. Anyway, I'll get off yeah. my soapbox. <laughs> no, hopefully, hopefully in the future. I have a daughter and I have, you know, school system really bothers me in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, even when it's good, it's kind of not good. Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it's not it's not a bad thing, but it, there are always there's room for improvement and there's for plenty sure. of room. So. For sure, for sure. There's plenty of room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on. So... What were what were your college days like? So what I, what sort of uh, did you like college? Yeah, I loved college because I could skip it and do other things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sort of getting the the personality of Pratima here. I see. You just want to yeah. get stuff done, minimal school, and have fun. Yeah, I yeah. was all about having fun. And I also felt like it wasn't enough stimulation. So there was there oh, were yeah. teachers who, you know, drew me into subjects. I really loved my math teacher in college because he um, understood that I could give him other theories and stuff. And I got published in his textbook and all of that. Wow. But that was the only class I would attend. <laughs> He was worthy of your time. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I was a little arrogant little person. I know I sound like that. But in my mind, it just felt very inefficient. So that's why I was doing that. <laughs> so for all the other classes, you would just sort of like not go but pass anyway? Just yeah. show up, take the test? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's what yeah. we did. And then in yeah. our computer science, my you know subjects were math, statistics, and computer science, and in computer science, our teacher kind of had to leave in between the professor. He had to go somewhere, and he was gone after six months, and none of us knew how to program. So I taught the class for the rest of the year, and we all passed in our practicals without cheating. So we were all very wow. thrilled about that. But yeah, wow. I mean, it was that's it was some, just, sometimes like like that's the best way to learn is to teach other people. Yeah, absolutely. I still to, to I have not programmed in like a. Of like what twenty years, and I still remember remember that right, one. It's right, C plus plus from like ancient ages, but I still remember it. So. Yeah, yeah. I learned very young. I I got a, my first computer was this thing. It's a little thing called the Timex Sinclair One Thousand, and I got it somewhere after nineteen eighty. So we're going way back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that when you turned it on, it it didn't have an operating system it just had a basic programming language compiler wow. waiting yeah. for you to do something with it um so i you know i learned i played around with basic and but i didn't play around i played around long enough to figure out that i really don't you know like programming that much yeah you know outside of the fact that you know there's this new thing and you can make it do stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I would much rather let other people do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had to learn basic when i was in like ninth grade um yeah right. so I, i'm familiar with it that's crazy yeah, yeah yeah basic was fun i mean yeah. you know i didn't get very far you know just just playing around messing around and stuff but it it 
it, it's good that I that I played around with it because I sort of like got interested in playing around with computers at the operating system level, basically, you know, yeah. and that stayed with me and I could use that in the future. Okay. So you finish college by very minimal attendance. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then how did you end up moving to the U S did you get a job right away or did you just move without a job? No, actually, I had an arranged marriage. So my parents thought I was just a spoiled little brat, right? So okay. they thought getting That's me married. That's very common in India. Right? <laughs> yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Um, so yeah, I mean, they looked for matches. So as soon as I finished uh, college, so I wrote my exams in like, I think April, end of April or something. And I got married in May. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I got to the US end of May. I was here. Wow. Yeah, it was a completely, I mean, it was a huge change. Right after college, I was still, you know, in the mode of having fun. And, and you were free. Yeah, I was and free. And I had no what idea what marriage do. was. And right. it was, yeah, it was crazy. So all of a so. sudden you're married and you're in the U.S. Yeah. We would, in this show, we would call that a veer. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. That it was qualifies a as a big change in your life. Yeah. So yeah. were you freaked out? Um, I wasn't freaked out. I was actually happy because, um, you know, my criteria for marrying was there was nothing wrong with him. So <laughs> <laughs> I was terrible at this. I mean, I was too no, young. No, no, it's, it's, it's very practical. Have, it's very... I, I, I didn't think that through at all, but I got married and he was much older than me. He was 28 years old and I was 21. Mm -hmm. Um. I was 20 and a half, but yeah, and by the time I got here, I was 21, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a long um, age gap, and also we didn't have much in common, which I found out later, Right. but um, but yeah, the change itself was crazy, because um, as soon as I moved here, I moved from Hyderabad in India mm. to a small town called Ufala in Alabama. Oh my goodness! You <laughs> so <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, what? I know. Oh I know, and goodness. most people haven't even heard of I've where heard that of is. Like, I yeah, lived in Panama City, Florida. Oh, uh, good. Okay, yeah, so, so you yeah, know that area. Yeah, I know that area. Yeah, you do you remember Wee Wahitska? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. You, I can still hear those uh, dueling banjos in my head. I, I know. It's a little scary, that area. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it was fun, it fun. and it was different. It was very different. And it was it's very muggy different. and hot and yep. lots of bugs. Wow. Lots Talk of a little bit about what that was, because that's like a, that's a real culture shock. Yeah, it that was. That would be a culture shock for somebody from Michigan to go to Alabama. <laughs> Would it? Would it? I had no idea at that time. I know. I understand now how different that is. But at that time, I thought that was America at that point. That was it. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and and I was speaking English fluently, right? Like, I mean, I studied in English medium. I was speaking English yeah. fluently, but yeah. I came here and I couldn't understand a word. No, nope, my like, wife went through that too. <laughs> my wife is Japanese. And she okay. could not understand a word of Southern English. <laughs> not a word. It I'm took sure. her brain like six months to figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> you know, you pick it up, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
in the beginning, like the slang and, you know, a lot of um, accent along with the slang, it, it takes some time to follow really what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was a small town. It was I grew up in a city, right? So yeah. it was a big change for me. And um, along with that, being married and we were actually not really situated in in the city. So we were traveling from Atlanta to Ufala every Thursday night. Wow. So every Sunday night and Thursday night, we would travel back and forth from Atlanta. Yikes. So That's weekends, not a bad drive. It's like four hours or so or less. Right? Yeah, yeah. Three, 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 three and a half yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, that, the drive wasn't too bad, but having two houses and partying all weekend was bad. <laughs> Atlanta's fun. Yeah. We escaped yeah. to Atlanta quite a bit. All the roads yeah. are named Peachtree. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are we on Peachtree Road or Peachtree Street? Oh, Peachtree Avenue. Damn it. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, I used to get lost quite a bit there because yeah. of that. Because, like you said, everything is named Peachtree. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they like peaches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so now you're in Alabama slash Atlanta, and you're married. What are you doing to keep busy? Are you working? No, I was on a dependent visa. He was on H one, the work permit visa. Right. So um, I wasn't allowed to work. You weren't, I did you weren't get, work uh, eligible, right? Yeah, I wasn't eligible. I didn't have a work permit, so I was right. trying to volunteer, like. Um, in some of the community colleges and stuff, but uh, it was hardly probably half hour a week. That's it. I couldn't do any more than that because they didn't have openings. It's a small town. There's only one place and, and it's right. just one right. person there, right? So it's not like you had too many choices at that time. Yikes. Yeah. yeah so was, that's that's a little uh, off-putting. Yeah, not it having is. having anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up with being a single child with uh, too much attention than required. And then I come here with like no one to talk to. And yeah, you're kind of alone in the do. house. Right? Yep. Yeah. 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 And, so, yeah, and I mean, bad TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> and there were no cable channels coming um, at that place when Whoa. I first came. And I used to watch Jerry Springer. And yeah. I thought America was like that for the time I'm like are you serious this is crazy yeah. but um i still yeah. say tell well, that we, story we, we have donald trump now so <laughs> we haven't really improved that much you know we we there's there's a lot of room for improvement <laughs> yikes we're getting what we what we sow we're reaping what we sow i think you know anyway I'll get yeah. off my soapbox again. <laughs> so, yeah, my wife went through that. And I went through that, too. But every I was in the Air Force for a long time. So every time we moved to a new base, she went through that, that transition that you're talking about. I mean, she was looking for work for six to eight months at n each new place. And it just, it drives you nuts to, yep. to be in the house. And you don't feel like, well, I don't want to go out and spend a lot of money because I'm not making any money. Right. Right. So you sort of guilt yourself into doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that drives you even more batty. Yeah. yeah. I, I went through that too. Trying yeah. to work from home without a clear direction and without a, a, you know, a way of making money right away is that can, you know, it leads to a weird sort of 
I don't even know what it is. It's just that mind state is just like depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. more vegetative in the sense right. of that you can move, but you can't accomplish anything. You don't right. have any, there are no small wins, right? right. So how right. do you, it's tough. If I guess it depends on the person too, but um, for somebody who's trying to do something and who's used to that, it's it's kind of tough. Yeah, It's hard. It's a definite challenge point. That's what I'll say. You have to get out. Like if I, I've learned now that if I were in that situation, because I'm working a temp job now, and that's like, yay, I'm, I get to be out in people and I'm making money, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, it's, that's it's, good. it's boring, but uh, at some point, I'm, it's not going to be there anymore. I'm going to get out of the house and go, you know, look for work, but somewhere else, maybe at one of those uh, work share places or something where you can just pay $10 a day and park your laptop there and they have coffee and there's people around. Yeah. At least like you're a, out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a co-working space and co-work you feel space. like you've got right. to get out of your pajamas you and kind to, of feel yes. important. <laughs> yes. I think that that's the key is having a reason to get out of your PJs is yeah. huge. Okay, so you're depressed, you're married, you're in Atlanta, Bama. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how did you escape? <laughs> well, I didn't really escape, right? So I went on, I got married in May. So sometime around December, I decided, okay, this has got to stop. At this point, I was already not sleeping at night because I used to sleep all through the day because you've got nothing else to do, right? Right. So, so you're kind was, of getting depressy. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, going downward spiral already and I wasn't getting along with my husband we were fighting all the time in whatever little time we had so it was not I mean not working yeah it was just you're not not one to settle I've I've noticed if things aren't working you're gonna you're gonna do something about it yeah yeah I I I try I try right whatever you can with with a lot of things being out of control you still try sure you have to yeah So what did you end up doing? Yeah, so I went to Atlanta and uh, found um, um, you know, a design school to kind of join a course. So I figured, okay, if I can't work, they can't stop me from studying. So I love that. Okay, good. And, and, and that was crazy because, you know, through college and school, I didn't really attend classes, right? Right, it was, right. It was crazy trying to go back to school, but I decided, you know, it's something to do something useful. So it'll still help me even get understand the culture as well to meet better people right instead of you know getting along with a crowd so i figured i'll do that so i joined college um the community college at atlanta college of art all right um i was actually a you know computer science background but i i wanted to always pursue design so i decided okay why not let me do a small course there so i joined that and i didn't really move to atlanta though so i was commuting so i was commuting wow. Four days a week, every day morning. That's a long and, drive. Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah, so six you, hours what, on the what road. Is that is that I forty? Is that is that what that was? What interstate were you using? Eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, forty is a little bit. I don't even know. It's been too long, so I don't remember any of my roads. I remember the ten going east and west. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and Highway ninety eight. No. Okay. So, okay. So you go to college. How long? Like two years? 
No, I uh, that was a diploma course. Oh, okay. um, it was an evening classes, right? So mm. I took that for about two months from December to probably February. Right. And then I decided I wanted to pursue design um, full time. Okay. So, so it was I fun. Was, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. And I loved, uh, you know, it was different kind of work. So I really liked that. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know anything about design, actually. I thought I knew. I knew nothing. Right. So, I, <laughs> so I figured I'll, you know, study it more. Um, but by the time I enrolled in the college, it was the December of next year. So it was like millennium, 2000 millennium. Okay. So I enrolled in a school called Portfolio Center. At that time, there were no, SCAD wasn't there, Savannah College of Art wasn't there. So my only option was to join Portfolio Center. Right. It was a good school with, you know, good portfolios coming out of there. So I joined that and I started school in January of 2001. I started there. And then that's when I decided that I was going to live in Atlanta Instead of doing the crazy commute. Good call. <laughs> Finally, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of worked it out with my husband that he would travel from Thursday to Sunday to Atlanta. He was doing that anyway, right? So, but, right. so he would travel and come here. And then four days he would just work. So what, what, was he working in Atlanta or was he working in Alabama? So he was working in Newfell, Alabama. So he New was Fall. a consultant. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. a consultant. So his company was based out of Athens. His friends were based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh -huh. his client was in Newfell, Alabama. So that's wow. why. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Poor guy. He needed a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about it. But he enjoyed it, though. He loves traveling and doing that kind of stuff. Maybe okay. not the Ufala, but he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay. So how long did you end up uh, in that school? I was in that school until about a year later, year and a half, probably, 2002, okay. middle of 2002 or so. And then um, I got pregnant, 2000 to February, actually. I got pregnant. So I continued to be there until I was, I think, four or five months pregnant. So I continued till like August, July or August. And then I took a break so right. that I could have, you a know, baby. <laughs> have a baby and, you know, raise her for a little. I mean, she's too young. I didn't want to put her in daycare so young. So I but stayed you, home. you stayed in Atlanta still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By, the, by this time... I, as soon as I got pregnant, we started looking for homes and we bought a place and we moved in. There was all these, you know, changes, but we thought they were good ones. We thought things will work out. Right. And uh, you're foreshadowing I, here. <laughs> <laughs> you thought things would work out. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to add anything. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we moved in, had a baby, you know, had l loved um, taking care of the baby. Of course, having the baby was a big change for me as well. Um, yeah. I wasn't used to it. I wasn't expecting it. I was like, probably at this point, I was 24. So, and you so, didn't yeah, have like a, a whole lot of support system. Or did yeah, you? My, yeah, my mom came here for oh, a nice. month. Okay, yeah, good. she helped me out the first month. But uh, but yeah, after that, you're still on your own. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> then you then you got this like noisy thing that keeps you up all night. Ah, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> Where's <Yeah>. the instruction manual? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. It's that's how it feels. I think for every new parent. But... Yeah, I I haven't done it, but I can't I can't imagine how scary that's got to be. Yeah. Like, they're so dependent on you and right. you just want to whack them because they're not sleeping <laughs> <laughs> I mean I love my kid now right. that she's grown up and all of that but yeah. those first few months that's how they felt I mean it's crazy oh no I get it yeah <laughs> I get it wow okay so you survived the kid's childhood years the first couple years so how, let's skip forward and say how did you end up moving to California. There's got to be a story there. Yeah. So at this point, you, sk- you skipped a lot. So I did. Kind of <laughs> I did. Okay. So back up. Go ahead. So Yeah, I'm going to back up a little bit. So yeah. I had the kid and then um, I went back to school after she was about one and a half year or so. I went back to school and finished uh, the program that I had started. So I finished the design program okay. and I got my diploma. I got out of that and I was trying very badly um, to get a job and my husband did not want me to get a job because he really wanted me to work in technology and also the pay wasn't equivalent to the daycare costs. So, okay. ah, right, 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 right. So yeah, I mean, it's like not really, you know, working out that way. So yeah, yeah. I couldn't get a job that was decent, um, you know, financial thing. So I kind of stayed home from 2005, October, mm-hmm. um, uh, graduated, stayed home, and I was designing and freelancing on the side. I was uh, volunteering for nonprofit organizations and all sorts of stuff. So uh, Just to by keep this yourself, point, like engaged, yeah, 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 to busy and also to practice the design skills in the real world. As I thought of it that way at that time, right? But, sure. But um, but yeah, I mean, I was keeping busy though. And um, in 2006, I had by this time I had gotten like really depressed with all the things happening around. Mm. Um, things had gotten really bad with my marriage, and you know there were many incidents that happened in between that you know didn't agree with me. And I had gone into this downward spiral. And one day I put my daughter to bed in her room and I came down to the kitchen to actually make a meal of, you know, cook lunch and dinner. And that's when I decided that it's too much. And I just wanted to end my life at that point. I had, you know, take wow. gotten down and taken a bottle of bleach in one of my hands and I was trying to pour it into the glass to drink. I obviously, I, I didn't think this through. In the yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, I had this odd um, feeling that that it's nothing is go- you know going this to get is not better. Get better, yeah. yeah. So I was very hopeless, and um, I wanted to do that. And then in that moment, I kind of looked at a quote on on the wall. Um, it was a quote that I carried all my life with me, almost since I was fourteen or fifteen. I've had it. It was a painting of mine, and I saw the quote and. The quote kind of helped me stop and kind of think, think what I was doing because I, I don't think I was really thinking. I was just doing something out of, out of what I wanted to do without really logically thinking about it. So it kind of made me stop. And the quote was, "The darkest hour is before dawn." Mm, right. That's a yep. good, that's a good lifesaver. Yeah. 
that that is a lifesaver. It, it that's when I realized, you know, it's not that hopeless. You've always done something to get out of it, do things. I'm sure it'll be the same way. You just have to think it through. And also having my daughter made me think that way too, because I think I I also at that time was thinking, if you can't handle being, you know, in a marriage or getting along with a person, you're going to die and leave her with the person <laughs> you know she's not right. really going to right. survive that if if you that's can't that's probably handle it. not the the best way out <clears throat> yeah it's uh, that's all those you know thoughts crossed my mind and of course i put everything away and i decided that i would take control of my life and i started deciding that okay i'm going to get a job if it's not going to be in the design field it's fine i'm going to get a job in technology and right. You know, technology jobs are like all over the place. Somebody, I figured, you know, there's a lot of demand. Somebody's going to give me a job. So I applied and eventually I did get a job. And it almost took me a year in between to find the job that I was looking for. So it was 2007, early 2007 that I joined work as a consultant. My first job was at Macy's, um, not in the retail side, but on the IT side, so right, right, okay. working as a quality assurance person on some of their web applications and all of that stuff, good stuff that I had no knowledge of, right, at this point. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a new adventure, but I figured, you know what, they hired me. They must see something in me. Sure. <laughs> I've got to do this. Yeah, so. I've never had the courage to do that, but I have friends that do that, but good for you. <laughs> Hey, they hired me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was excited about it. I got a job and I figured, okay, I'll save for about two or three months before I move out or, you know, kind of plan for the future to get separated and get a divorce and take control of the life if you're unhappy about it. By this time, we were already in counseling trying to not just work it out, but to understand what the problem really was uh, instead of, you know, thinking that it was one or the other, like what collectively, what was the problem? Um, because we were both good people. It was just extremely different. So so that helped us in the meantime. And um, it, it was still not, not working, but we at least understood what was not working. So that was a good part of it. And then I got... After I got the job, I was really excited. I was trying to save enough money to kind of leave. So after that, after a couple of months of saving, I got another offer from CDC. Of course, I was always interviewing. By now, you should know that about me. (laughs) (laughs) You're always trying to to work on the next step. Yeah, I'm always trying to do that. So I was... I was constantly interviewing, and I found a job at CDC, and they had offered me the, the 75... Atlanta CDC, the uh, yeah Center for Disease Control. Yeah, as a government a... employee or a consultant or a contractor, or as a consultant, okay, um, for them on the technology side for SAP. That's oh right, right. That's where I was being hired for, and wow. um, they offered me a job for seventy five dollars an hour, and I thought, oh good. god. My life's made. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Ho! Woo! 
right. you know, you've got plenty of money now and yeah. you can live on your own if you wanted to. So I was really excited about that. So that weekend I signed the lease to leave and uh, moved out. And uh, this was a little before the uh, Labor Day weekend, like the September 5th or 3rd time frame. And I moved out. And as soon as I moved out and I still hadn't even unpacked, I'm hoping to hear from them like on Monday because I was supposed to go. Um, they have these very extensive tests that you have to take and they have nothing to do with the subject. They have things like, um, I don't know, what would you do in a fire or what would you <laughs> I mean, very weird yeah, questions. The government, that, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. they have all these tests you have to take. So okay. I did, I did all of that. I'm hoping to hear from them that they're all cleared by Monday, right? Okay. And uh, Monday goes by, I don't hear from them. I'm thinking, okay, maybe, you know, it's a government organization. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're just a little bit slow. So I wait till Tuesday. I try to call them up, and they're not answering me. So I call up the recruiter who tried to put me there and I told her about it and she hunted somebody down to figure out what was happening. Right. And they told her that they rescinded the offer that was given to me uh. because I failed one of the tests. No. And, 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 and the question that failed me was, it said, what would you do in a fire if you had it in a, a home or a room, I think it's what is what it said. And the multiple choice questions for those were run away from it, call for help, or try to put out the fire yourself. Mm. And um, I, I chose, I would try to put out the fire myself if it's small enough, right? Yeah. They failed me for that. <laughs> so you're supposed I, to run away, apparently. Yeah, you're supposed to <laughs> run away because... You're not qualified to tackle it is how they are looking at it because wow. you're not a firefighter. You're not supposed to. So, so no matter the size little, of the fire, yeah, run right. away Even and call 911. Even it's a piece of paper, yeah. <laughs> wow. Really? Yep. Yep. I failed the test because of that one question. Wow. And okay, but... Is, I hope there's a, there's, a, there's a happy ending here. Or, or did you just not get the job? No, I did not get the job. Oh, then, bummer. Oh. Yeah, 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 I was out I on my don't own. Believe no that. I think there must have been some other thing, and they just nope. used that as an excuse. No, that's not true, because I have every other paperwork that came yeah. through, and I have all the other stuff, and that question was not what they pointed out. They just said it's a mandatory test that she failed. Is right. what they told. Okay. All right. And all right. I, and that's my analysis of why I failed that Yeesh. particular question because Crazy. I realized it's wrong. But you'd already moved out. You signed a lease. Yep. Yep. I moved out and I paid it with my savings and yeah. I had to, you know like probably eight hundred dollars or something left to live and I had no job. So that's how I was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. And I'm like, oh crap! Now I've got. <laughs> oh crap! Start. That's right. <laughs> Wow. No, I ha I mean, I can't even put that job on my resume to look good for the next one, right? Because right. you didn't really get it. So right, right. It's crazy. Yes. And then Oof. I was hunting for a job for a long time after that. I didn't get a job until 2008, February. Wow. Yeah, that was... That's a that while a, of struggle. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's uh, it was tough. You're like, hustling. Uh, yeah, you were hustling. Yeah. I was trying to do the freelance business and I started another one trying to write resumes and I would do that and, you know, try to do, try to figure out how to get a job at this point, because at this point I'm trying to apply to any and everything out there, obviously not very efficient, but right. you know, I was desperate and I was yeah, trying yeah. to do things, but yeah, I mean, eventually friends helped out and, uh, I almost got evicted. I thought I live in a car for a while. For a while. <laughs> you were close, huh? You were, yeah. you were eyeing up those blankets to go in the back seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, I had the notice and I had no money to pay. And Yeesh. finally, I got the job. So I I just had to hold off for two more weeks before they pay, give me my first paycheck and we're all good. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. Yeesh. So, yeah, I mean, it was good after the job. It was great. I started saving. I started working two jobs. I got two jobs. I, one, I would manage the eight hours between the two jobs because as the consultant, I could do that. Yeah. And paid off all the debt, lawyer fees. At this, sometime in between, I actually applied for the divorce because um, uh, the support and other things had stopped. So I had filed for the divorce. And you, know, and you would those- become separated physically at that point anyway yeah 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 yeah. okay so So, and that was you got separated basically when you thought you were going to have the 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 dream job right (laughs) yes (laughs) yes okay all right so okay so now you're divorced right yeah you're living in atlanta right yep Okay. And you've got two jobs and you're still doing freelancey stuff too. Yep. Okay. So what year is this now? What what year are we up to? This is 2008. Eight, eight. Yeah, okay. end of 2008. End of 2008. <clears throat> okay. So I can't wait to hear what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were happy. We were doing all sorts of stuff. My, my daughter was so naive. And um, how old I, is she now by... She's four, she's four, four and a half. Okay. Yeah, she, she that's was a good age. Four. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was. She was so cute when we first moved into the apartment. They were these single units, um, along with in Atlanta, Georgia. You had a block of the apartment, and then there would be twenty or thirty units in it. Right? They looked horizontal. Um, they had two floors, and they're long lengthwise right yeah. in a little kid's mind yeah. so she's looking at it and, and she's never lived in an apartment before she was born in the house and all her friends were in houses right so she looks at it and she she asked me so why do we have such a big house and we only live in one corner of it <laughs> <laughs> excellent question excellent question oh god it was fun explaining that to her yeah. trying to <laughs> right. it's not all of our house yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean it was fun it was fun all this while and um, 2009 came along and uh, i met my current husband so i started dating and met this guy and he was really nice he was an indian too but um, i had sworn i would never marry an indian so in my mind i wasn't thinking that i was going to uh, settle down or date anybody but you were just just, dating yep right just dating because, you know, I didn't really quite date because I got married right out of college, right? right. So I, so I said, okay. And 
things all worked out with him and he went on to meet my parents and convince them of it. I'm not sure why. <laughs> he figured that was an easier way in maybe. I don't know. I just make fun of that all the time. <laughs> hey, it worked for him. Yeah, it did. <laughs> he was one of the you know, really nice guys and he was nothing like a... Um, conservative or a traditional Indian. He was just like me, a little bit free-spirited, Had was entrepreneurially oriented. Right. Uh, he wanted to make something out of his life. So, you know, all those things we had in common. So by the time, um, you know, my daughter started getting along with him as well. And you know, in the beginning, obviously, they had trouble, even though my daughter was like five, six at this point, closer to six. Um she didn't she wouldn't take to strangers as quickly right so it takes some time and sure. around 2011 we got married oh in wow March. so you get you dated for a while yeah because i wasn't sure and that's good was... <laughs> that's good no I, I it's a good thing yeah I, you don't I want had to jump to... in the... yeah especially not not a, i mean you shouldn't jump in regardless but right. um not after seeing what life should be like or you had a clear picture of what you wanted at this point, which is a good thing. So, right. so yeah, I mean, it took me some time to kind of make the commitment to remarry and and all of that good stuff. So after that, he um, got a good offer. He had joined, he was working at HP. He was also in technology and um, he, he got a good offer from within HP. It was kind of like a promotion, but it was more about... Um, on the security side, software security side. So he was really excited about it, wanted to go um, to California. And at this point, my daughter wasn't really getting along with her biological father. And mm. there were, you know, other family trauma happening on that side. And there were things that I couldn't really fix. So I figured, you know what, maybe the starting and starting, basically starting over in California you know, new marriage, new everything. Sounds great. Let's pack up. <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah, I get it. It's all working out for for him, her. You know, it doesn't matter. To me, I can get a job anywhere. It doesn't matter. So we moved. We moved and got here in 2012, March, around that time frame. Okay. Yep. And then I found and a job. And you're in Silicon Valley area, right? Yep. Okay. So moved to Cupertino straight. His his office is in Sunnyvale and Palo Alto. So it was it was just a few miles from from Cupertino. Right. So we moved here and now that's a whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hard too because you know uh, since I've come to the United States, I've stayed in Atlanta pretty much right for a right. long time. And you and follow. Yay. And of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, for some reason, I don't call you Fala home. It's so weird. Really? <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing against you, Fala, but, you know. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah, it's different. And it's then, different. And very and rural, would, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with one highway, yes, I would say rural, yes. <laughs> very rural, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, I grew up in Menominee, Michigan, so... Uh, if it sounds rural, you're right. It's like the uh, the northern version of Eufaula. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice in a way, but... It is very nice it, in a way. It, it's right. a different vibe, and it's something you have to get used to. So. I think it's like 
for me, um, I can in, uh, visit and enjoy it, but uh, long term, uh, it's just too slow for my taste. Just not enough going on. And not, I'm not saying that specifically about Menominee or Eufaula. I'm saying in a rural area. <laughs> yeah. It's just too slow. You know, there's yeah. not enough to do. Yeah. And also everybody knows everybody. That's yeah. a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. And also there were Everybody's activities in- like, I don't know, horse riding and stuff that you could do if you're into that kind of stuff. So Right. No, that's that's one of the things that, I really don't like about it is how everybody knows everybody and they're commenting about your life all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. I, I, you know, several thousand miles is, is really very nice. <laughs> Good distance away from all of that. <laughs> okay. So now you're in Silicon Valley in Cupertino, right? Okay, so how did you end up working for Apple as a consultant? I started applying again, coming here, trying to figure out, um, you know, where I would fit in. And, of course, Apple was my first choice because I I wanted to work there. I was really excited about being there. So I interviewed and finally got the job. I was really excited, joined it. I was there for about two years. Mm. And then... I, while I was there, I actually started another company called um, Cannabis Rugs, trying to make floor cloths. Of course, my design side doesn't go away, right? So I had to (laughs) continue that and I wanted to make something out of it. So I was trying to do that on the side, Mm. but I was happy working at Apple, but eventually the secrets within the company kind of got to me. So when I say secrets, I don't mean like scandal secrets. (laughs) What I mean is like the... Projects are all kept secret, even from the employees. So it's kind of hard to feel uh, gratified at the end of the oh, day. Wow. That yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. It's part of their culture, right? Yeah, it's part of the culture. Of course, you're part of something big, but but it's also you difficult. You only as, know what you're working on. Right. Everything's compartmentalized, yep. basically. Yeah. Yep. So that's yeah. kind of a weirdy culture, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I know why they do it. I understand it. But it's just hard as an individual, if you are focused on accomplishment and trying to see it, trying to understand the difference you're making. Yeah. Um, and you only you get won't... to see a tiny slice of what's going on. Yeah. For years together. Right. So that was hard on me. Yeah. I didn't like that part. So yeah, it, it, I think it hurts your brain when you don't know the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to stay motivated yeah. too, right? Like yeah. because like, you don't know. You basically get the the look that says "shut up and color." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you ask questions, yeah, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, yeah, it was that, definitely not cool. different. I was going to ask you how, what it's like to work there because it seems weird. <laughs> um, yeah. It does, right? It's it's weird. Yeah, it's it's weird on a daily basis. Everybody else was happy. They looked happy. I don't know. Right. Um, maybe we, yeah, it's also the... I mean, they drank the working, Kool-Aid. You didn't drink yeah, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, exactly. So maybe they were talking <laughs> about it after work. I'm not sure. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't Right. Know. You didn't associate after work. I guess. Right. I didn't. I was, <laughs> I was too busy with my, you know, the other side gig that I was having with my drugs and stuff. So Gotcha. Okay. So, all right, so now let's fast forward to how did you come up with the idea for your current gig, the Craft Street Design? 
So the sidekick that I was working on, the rug, uh, the rug business, business right. um, I forgot the very important part that you're not in business until you have sales. Right. <laughs> you're just, you have a hobby up until then. Yeah. So yeah, I had a hobby and I had burnt a lot of cash on the ha- hobby trying to make it work. And then right. I realized, okay, so I'm not following the basic principles of what a business should be. Right. So I shut that down. Okay. And then after I shut that down, that was hard on me because I was trying to It feels make- like a loss when you shut yeah. things down yeah yeah it feels like a loss a failure it's something that right. maybe you're not cut out to do you start to question yourself right mm-hmm. you go into this little thing of um maybe i'm supposed to be doing a job all the time it's kind of what i was you know went into but in that time i i started really thinking about you know what i should be doing or how i should be doing it and why i'm doing it why the rug business i knew nothing about interior design i knew nothing about um, you know, making a rug like uh, part of a home decor, right? Like, so I had no idea. So I'm not sure why I'm there. So I realized some of the mistakes I had made thinking some of those things through. So right. when I started thinking about it, I went back to the incident in my life where I had almost ended my life and came back. I thought about that moment and that is really what changed the course of my life. That was That was your big veer moment right there. Yeah, that was Those that was words huge. saved your life basically. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that, that's what I'd like to think anyway. Oh, so. it's true. What if it would have said, Go ahead, do it? <laughs> you know, it could have very well said, you know, Nike, go for it. <laughs> And we wouldn't be having this conversation, as sad as I that know. is, right? I know. But I never thought of it like were, that. Those were the right <laughs> words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I went through depression in that, too. So um, I can I can relate. I could, I've told the story on the show a gajillion times, so I don't really want to get into it, but... I've been there, so I've seen the darkness. There, therefore, I can I feel justified in the gallows humor. <laughs> Whatever you survive makes you stronger. Okay, so you use that little event in your life to create this business idea. No, I didn't. I still didn't know if it would have the same impact on other people. Right? I mean. Yeah. Maybe you're just making it up in your head is again, because especially because of my previous venture failing that way and I was my only customer. I didn't want to make the same mistakes. Right. So I went on to figure out, first of all, I did a lot of research to see if environment really impacts you. And there's a lot of research. Oh, it can did, impact. You, did, you, did you find a term called priming? Yeah, there's priming, Priming, there's biases, there's also your subconscious learning. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that uh, supports what you surround yourself with, whether that is people or things on your wall or what you're reading, thoughts. Exactly. Mm. Everything impacts how you work. And Mm -hmm. mindset is a big part of the business side of doing things. Yeah. So I found that and I said, you know, so that means it's actually useful to people. Now, I found that it's useful, but will people eat really eat broccoli because it's good for them, right? Doesn't mean that people no. are going to buy. No. No. So, to test that out, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I know broccoli is good for me and I rarely eat it, but yeah, I know, absolutely. Right? We all we, we all don't pick the right choices for us, good things. So anyway, I decided to test it out. So I put it on Etsy. I put it on um, Amazon Handmade was just coming up. So I decided, okay, I'm going to wait for it to 
uh, let me in. And then there was this other site called Darby Smart as well that had uh, vendors and like a marketplace. It was just like Etsy. So I put uh, the designs over there, some of the designs that I had put up, and uh, I got my first sale from there. And I realized, oh, that's that's fantastic. So that means that a <laughs> somebody people, bought it. <laughs> yeah, somebody other than my mom or my child or my husband bought right, it. Right. right. Yeah, and it, and and that that opposed to no rugs sold. Right. Right. Okay. So I was off to a good start. Right. Really good start. <laughs> One sale. Yay. <laughs> I could, it, it, it was really hilarious, right? You made like $7 off of a, a, a printable, downloadable design that you put. It's really $7, but the excitement you had was like you just made like 200000 or right. something. Right. No, I get it. I, because it's the first sale. Yeah. It's like the proof of concept. It's like, I'm not a total loser. <laughs> <laughs> My idea is worth something. $7. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's still zero to seven is seven hundred percent increase. Exactly. So exactly. At. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you've moved on from the seven dollars uh, net gross sales. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So after I got that sale, I went on LinkedIn and you know had the email feature, and I started cold uh, contacting people like the executive assistants. I figured it would fit better in corporate as well, so I started calling oh, people right, up. Right. Yeah, because yes. of all the uh, the motivational artwork that they put around offices kind of thing. Yeah, motivational artwork as gifts. They're like perfect then mm. for their employees and stuff. So I started calling people and I closed many sales over there. That's how I figured, okay, it's selling. I have cash flow. I have got a business. Now I kind of have to systematize and do more work and stuff. But that's how I got started. And that's how I reached six figures within six months. So Wow. Yeah, that's so, pretty good. Yeah, Bet, way better than seven, seven bucks. dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like you know you're enjoying it too. Yeah, I am. I see? am because I see the difference, and I'm seeing what people um, effects it has on people. Yeah, um, you can see the love that you put in the packaging. I mean, soup to nuts. The whole package is just beautiful. That's what I got out of that, you know, and I'm not even visual, but my wife looked at it and she's like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, I know, look, there's a little like bow on it. <laughs> she does that. She, she's very into sales and um, uh, she likes to, she always puts like little bonuses, like free stuff whenever she sells stuff to people. Um, yeah. You know, she just sells stuff to people on like eBay and Japanese versions of eBay. But she mm -hmm. always likes to do that, that little something extra. Here's something for free because you're a good customer. So when she sees the little extras, she gets excited. She's like, oh, that person knows what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, <laughs> yeah. Always, it's always fun to kind of see, um, you know, it's also not just the item, but the presentation, the packaging, all of that the matters. Yeah, yeah, huge. It is. Yes. Especially when the thing that you're making is visual. <laughs> yeah. 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 So when, yeah, when, yeah, that's great. That's great. This has been a blast. Let me see if I can get your name right again. Wait, no, the mo more important thing is you're Pratima, right? But craftstreetdesign.com is where everybody can go and find out more about what's going on there. And thank you so much, Pratima. 
Let me see if I can. I'm going to I'm going to attempt the name. <laughs> Here we go. Pratima Aruva Bumi. That was really good, Jeff. That it was, was very great. slow. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It works. It's great. They're cool. Well, thanks. This is uh, this has been a blast. I appreciate you uh, sharing your story with me. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm really happy that uh, you know to have met you and to be on your show. Oh, yeah, this was fun. All right, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.